Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now for our story. It has been storming for several days, and this morning, as Lefty Larkin went about his chores at Aunt Mary's farm, he spliced through little puddles which reflected the blue sky. The rain barrel at the side of the house under the drain spotted overflowed. Well, Lefty thought, Aunt Mary and Peggy would certainly have plenty of soft water for shampoos. Mary Lane's old friend and helper smiled happily when he thought of Peggy. Looks as if she and Bill would be able to marry soon after all. Lefty had never quite favored this marriage, but recently he'd reconciled himself to it. So long as Bill made Peggy happy, he told himself it was all right with him. For above everything else in the world, Lefty longed for the happiness of his pretty young daughter. Even though neither Aunt Mary nor Peggy herself knew she was Lefty's daughter, his feelings were everything a loving father's would normally be. Now he pauses by the back door to remove his overshoes before stepping into Aunt Mary's tidy kitchen. And a moment later... Boy, the air smells good this morning. Yes, doesn't it? Lefty, I'm just going to have a cup of coffee. Would you like to join me? Would I ever. Fine. At first, I'd better remove a few layers of these sweaters and overcoats I'm wearing. <laughs> you are bundled up, aren't you? Well, it's darn cold out. Wouldn't be surprised if we get snow before long. Snow? And seems just a few weeks ago that Peggy was running around in those light cotton dresses of hers. Yeah. Uh, gosh, this last year certainly went fast, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Shall I pour your coffee now? Uh, please, Aunt Mary. Thanks. You know, I think that one reason the time went so quickly was that so much happened. Yep, that's right. Why, every time you pick up a newspaper nowadays, it seems like some new world problem is facing us. Or we're faced with it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or we read of a new solution to an old problem. Yeah. But it seems we got more problems than we had solutions. Oh, I don't know, Lefty. I think we've solved quite a number of perplexing problems this last year. I mean, in a world sense. Maybe so. But there's still plenty left to keep us busy, though. Oh, yes. But with common sense and patience, we ought to work things out, Lefty. But do you think they'll use common sense? Well... I'll tell you something, Aunt Mary. We talk a lot about common sense, but believe me, it's not as common as it should be. No, sir. Nope. I'm not as optimistic about people as you are. Well, if ever there was a time when people needed to think clearly, this is the time. And I admit there have been easier, less trying times than these. Yep, you can say that again. You know, sometimes I think my lucky stars I'm just an obscure farmer instead of one of those diplomats and statesmen. They sure got their hands full. I don't envy them their responsibility either. But, Lefty, I hope you're not minimizing the importance of being a farmer. Minimizing it? Not on your life, Aunt Mary. Anybody who says being a farmer is a cinch 
Well, he's just talking through his hat, that's all. Oh, say, that, that reminds me. I got into quite a deal with Randy and Bill last night. Oh? What about? Well, you know how Bill is when it comes to farming. His head is filled with all that fancy stuff they teach at agricultural college. Mm, well, he may have been... Well, right. now, no, wait a minute, Lefty. The agricultural schools have turned out some excellent farmers. And with the wonderful research that's been done on so many phases yeah, of all... Yeah, yeah, sure, I know that. But when Bill starts rambling on about contour plowing as though it would solve all the farmers' problems, then I give up. Well, when we were youngsters, Lefty, it's true people didn't bother to think about such things. But just the same, they may bear looking into. Contour plowing. Look here, Aunt Mary. We've always gotten a good showing on our crops, haven't we? Yes, that's true. Then why should we bother with these fancy newfangled stunts like contour plowing? Lefty. Mm. No, Lefty. Uh, what were the points under argument? Tell me the gist of the cut this discussion, and then maybe I can venture an opinion. Okay. Now, Bill contends that... Well, uh, here's the idea. If you just plow straight ahead in nice, even rows, the way people have been doing since time immemorial, then you're wrong, because it's no good. You see, you get too much erosion, according to Bill. The rains wash the topsoil away? Yeah, that's it. And what does Bill say you should do? According to him, you have to follow the shape of the land. Regardless of how your field's going to look when you get through, you follow the shape of your land. That's the way to do it, he says, so the soil retains the water instead of it running off. Instead of the water running off and taking a good part of your best earth with it. Yes, that sounds like a good idea as you explain it. Yeah, I know. But Lefty, I thought you were against it. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm just beefing because Bill and Randy ganged up on me. I had a little steam. But just between you and me, Aunt Mary, I think I'll give it a try this spring on the East Field. It's never paid off the way it should. And I have an idea this scheme the boys are pulling for may turn the trick. Oh, Lefty. <laughs> One of your most disarming qualities is your honesty. In the end, you're always so willing to confess your weaknesses. Oh, sure. A man's a dope if he tries to disguise him. But I'll bet you knew all along I was just fighting this idea of Bill's out of plain cussedness. <laughs> you knew all the time, now, didn't you? <laughs> yes, Lefty, I did. Oh, the devious wiles of women. <laughs> but I think what amuses me more than anything, almost, is seeing what a dyed-in-the-wool farmer you've become. I hear you, a person would never suspect you started out in life as a newspaper man. Yeah, I know. I thought of that last night when Bill and I were going at it hammer and tongs. If anybody had told me 20 years ago that I'd turned to farming for a living, I wouldn't have believed them. You don't regret it, do you? Never, not for a minute. In fact, I'm a very contented man. Especially now that Peggy's troubles are over. Mm. Poor Carla Descari. I'm certainly glad Carla told you and the sheriff what really happened over there on their place. Mm -hmm. Well, Lefty, I better be getting ready. Ready for what? You going to town? I have a few errands to do over in Huntsville. Oh, fine. I'll come along. I've got a few things to pick up, pick up myself. Um... Uh, Lefty, uh, why don't you make out a list? I'd be glad to take care of it for you. Hey, wait a minute. I've got a feeling you'd rather go alone. Am I right? Well, to tell you the truth, I would. <laughs> Clandestine meeting, huh? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> I'll probably want to talk this over with you later, Lefty, but just now I believe it's wiser to keep it to myself because there's a possibility that 
I might be mistaken. Anytime you want, it's okay with me. <laughs> Till then, you go right ahead. Be a woman of mystery. Well, for the time being, I'm afraid I'll have to, Lefty. Now, uh, why don't you go in and get ready? I'll take care of putting things away here in the kitchen. All right, Lefty, I'll appreciate it. I'd rather like to get over there before noon. But for all Lefty's assurances that he wasn't curious, he couldn't help wondering what Aunt Mary intended doing in Huntsville. And he would have been very much surprised an hour later had he been able to see Mary Lane enter the Huntsville Sanitarium and ask for Dr. Martin Larrabee. Now, after a moment's delay, she is ushered into the doctor's office. How do you do, Mrs. Lane? Uh, sit down, won't you? Oh, yes. Thank you, Dr. Larrabee. You know, your name's familiar to me. Perhaps Mr. Bowman mentioned me to you. Yes, that could be it. Although I don't remember in what connection. <laughs> well, your name's quite a familiar one in our household, Dr. Larrabee. Oh? How so? Well, you see, my son Randy was a great admirer of yours when he was in high school. You'd graduated several years before Randy entered, but apparently your fame was undiminished when he arrived. Oh, <laughs> oh football, huh? According to Randy, you were definitely a hero. Uh, my one brief period of glory, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, later on, when I was a pre-med student, I was too busy studying to do much in athletics. However, I'm uh, glad to know someone remembers my youthful exploits. I'd like to meet your son and have a nice nostalgic talk with him. Perhaps you will meet him before long. I hope so. Uh, Dr. Larrabee, uh, you're doubtless curious as to why I came to see you. Well, frankly, I am, Mrs. Lane. Then suppose I tell you right now. The fact is, I, I want to talk to you about one of your patients. Her name is Kit Calvert. Dr. Larrabee regarded his pleasant-faced visitor curiously. Miss Calvert's case had occupied his mind a great deal lately, for it presented a challenge rather new in his experience as a psychiatrist. He wondered what Mrs. Lane knew about Miss Calvert's case. However, Dr. Larrabee, you may be surprised how much Mrs. Lane knows, for Aunt Mary has an answer for which you've been seeking. 